Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. Alyssa, can I tell you something that confuses me in a way that, you know, like when you're in a train and the train next to you starts moving and you're like, whoa. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is hearing the NBC nightly news election theme song on an off year election. Erin, they need new music. I could not agree with you more. Everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody needs new music. I hear it and I'm like, wait, is it November? Do I need to get my... Christmas is ready? Like, what's going on? And no, and it takes everybody me a couple needs seconds. new music. I, I, we need some, we need off your election music and then like presidential year election music. Yes, which should be very sweeping and interesting and important. And other than that, it should just be like low key melody. That's it. <laughs> it yeah, totally. I mean, it's stressful regardless. And I hear bum, 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 bum. And I'm like, no, mm, 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 no. I can't I'm like, it. oh my God, is Barack Obama president again? <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're joined by Tian Tran and Dana Schwartz to take on the following questions. Why do we think Wisconsin might be the next Michigan? Has the media learned no Trump-related lessons since 2016? Is hosting a party the worst or the best? And why do we think Angel Reese had every right to be as cocky as she wants to be? All this and more right now. Alyssa, how's your petty brew supply? Erin, my petty brew supply is running low because I I am using it nonstop and gifting it. I'm like, here, try a single serve bag. You'll love it. It's so good. And my supply, unfortunately, is also dwindling. When I got a box in the mail of all of this petty brew, it's like, yay, it's here. I was like, this is going to last me for a while. No, it is not going to last me for a while because it is so good. One thing I love about Petty Brew is it appeals, I think, to every coffee drinker. Agree. I've, I've never, it, it's not one of those like challenging coffees. It's smooth. Um, it's smooth. It's interesting. It tastes great. If you haven't ordered yours yet, what are you doing? You need to get over to crooked.com slash coffee and get some of our Petty Brew in the mail. And also like Alyssa, this week's news so Who much does it. not need multiple cups of petty brew a day to keep up with it and savor some of the news in the same way you want to savor your coffee. Indeed. Okay, Alyssa, the news this week was like good. Acceptable? <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, there were there were obviously bad things that were happening in Tennessee uh, with the lawmakers being expelled from the state legislative house. That's bad. But we're focusing on stuff that good and bodes well long term. Uh, Of course, we're going to talk about uh, that former, the Florida guy, the guy who, um, the golfing man. Him, the orange Um, guy. The Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's depends on the light, you know. We'll call him man who throws hamburger against a wall and leaves bloody ketchup stain. (laughs) The ham burglar. Um, So we'll talk about him and his arraignment. But I think you and I are in agreement here that all of the important shit goes down at the state and local level. Yep. Like all of the important shit goes down at the state and local level. And Donald Trump being indicted kind of 
sucked a lot of the oxygen out of the room this week, and I think there's a lot more to talk about. Let's get started with Wisconsin. The Badger State? America's Dairyland? Holy shit. Wisconsin did it. Wisconsin voters did it. They elected Judge Janet Protosiewicz to state Supreme Court on Tuesday in what actually turned out to be a fairly comfortable margin of victory. Yes. So exciting. Um, Did you listen to Dan Kelly's concession speech? No, I did not. <laughs> it was so, so sour grapes. It was just bitter, bitter, bitter. He he was saying that he's he, this isn't going to bode well. This is a guy that was flying around on, a, on an abortion, uh, like an anti-abortion group's private plane in the week before the election. Uh, what do you make of Protosiewicz's, like, resounding win? What do you think, oh. wh- what does this mean to Wisconsinites? Aaron, Wisconsinites and America, honestly. Um, I mean, Wisconsin has been mired down for like the last 15 or so years with just GOP pandemonium, Um, gerrymandering hanging in the balance, abortion rights hanging in the balance. This is such good and exciting news. And Aaron, I was so nervous. You were a little bit more rosy about this. I was so nervous. Like the Trump-Biden margin was so razor thin uh, back in 2020. There was no uh, there was no reason to believe that she would kill. She killed yesterday. She she killed. And you know, you know, Martha McSally was the original person to get two L's after being appointed by a Republican yeah. governor, right? Yes. Dan Kelly got his second L last night, too, at the hands of uh, of a woman. I want to also bring up the fact that, you know, to paraphrase a Rebecca Traster headline from New York Magazine. I was Magazine, just going to Traster it. Yes. Abortion wins elections. It does. Abortion wins elections. And we need to stop treating it like a fringe issue and or a side issue. And it People it need to stop ignoring us. We have been saying this. Traster's on the cover of, of a magazine saying it. Kansas told us this back in August, that it was not just something that wins election. It was motivating people out to the polls. And Erin, mm-hmm. I feel like it is the essence of fuck around and find out. Like mm-hmm. people have thought for a long time, Oh, the people who say that this if this rose stuff, this is going to be catastrophic. They're just being hysterical. Well, nope. It all started to happen. And now people see that and they're like, mm, everyone's gone. to th- This has gone too far. And now they're coming out to vote. And this was so it was such excellent news to get mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're at a point when every election is a referendum on abortion, every yep. single one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are expressly abortion related referendums that have come up for voters to decide in various states. I think there's still no no anti-abortion referendums have won. It's all been pro-abortion access that has won. Um, you can't say that a state Supreme Court race is necessarily on paper a referendum on abortion, but in practice it is. Judge Protosiewicz was really open about the fact that her personal beliefs are that women should have the freedom to choose what to do with their bodies without government interference. And Dan Kelly pretended that he didn't believe what he actually believes. Um, right. And voters, like, you know, they can smell the bullshit. It's, you know, it's a, it's an agricultural state. They know what bullshit smells like. But this is like you and I have been saying local, local, local for years now. And I mean, Aaron, even in a local election, this Supreme Court court race cost $49 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It, it's, it is incredible. And it is kind of a little example of Republicans in Wisconsin being uh, hoisted by their own petard. 
in yes. a way. Um, because they were the ones that made it so that state parties could contribute unlimited amounts to campaigns yep. within the state, which means that people could donate like a million dollars to the state Democratic Party in Wisconsin. Some person from, you know, American Samoa or California or Washington or whatever can just be like, here's a million dollars. And then the state party could just be like, here you go, Janet. Here you right. have the million dollars. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that was a Republican. That was a Republican joint. So great job, guys. Uh, these things do tend to backfire. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our pal Samuel Alito, who said um, around the time of the Dobbs, I don't know if it was in the Dobbs decision or not, but that women, if they want abortion rights, they can simply vote for them. And they are. They are. Thanks, Sam. They are. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for that that little tip. Uh, we're going to stick to it. Uh, we're going to we're going to keep doing it. Really exciting stuff. Um, also, Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. Yes. Shout out to Chicago. Brandon Johnson. Um, you know, and I will say this. He his uh, acceptance speech last night was so gracious. He is reaching across the aisle. He there was such bad faith uh, campaigning against him, saying that he was defund the police when really Chicago has more police per capita, Aaron, than L.A. or New York City. Um, and it's not getting the job done. And so his whole campaign platform was let's just get the money in the hands of the people who can actually help, like mental health professionals. So uh, but he reached out uh, to the police last night in his speech. And I really it's a big job. It's a hard job. And I mean, God bless. We wish him the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being mayor of Chicago is sort of like being manager of the Cubs, except people <laughs> get way madder at you and there's like way more stakes. Um, but an equal number of people are drunk at all times when they watch it. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, I want to make one more note about Wisconsin. This is how worried Republicans should be about the fuck around find out season. Um, this is hyper granular and hyper local, but there is a district. There is a special election last night in Wisconsin for oh. a legislative seat that was yep. in a county that is extremely lopsidedly red normally. The Republican candidate won by a minuscule margin, like a minuscule margin. So, you know, I um, it's, it's a shame that the Democratic candidate couldn't pull it out, but nobody thought that I the mean, Democratic candidate would win. We'll take a slim margin. <laughs> yeah. Republicans should be scared. They should yes. be very scared because the energy is on our side and uh, we're going to keep the energy up until we get through next year's presidential election. And then I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> OK, let's talk a little bit. Oh, let's I guess we can talk about Donald Trump. Oh. What do you make of all the stuff? Aaron, I have to be honest. I was pretty bored by it. Um, interesting. I, I mean, was <laughs> because the, all of the all of the like, you know, pompacity of that cable news punditry. Here's my problem, Aaron. I look, we we the, the surprise in all of this was kind of when they said they were going to bring down an indictment a month earlier. They said originally that the grand jury was going to take the whole month off and they didn't. That was like, oh, I wonder what's happening. And I think because of that, I thought to myself, it must be big. They must have something big. And my husband the whole time, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, no, no, no. Trust me. They must have something big. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, when you read the written instructions, it didn't sound super big. Now, look, is it a huge and historic deal that a president of the United States has been indicted? 
Absolutely. And should someone who has committed crimes pay for those crimes? Absolutely. But the virtual cable terrorism that we had to endure yesterday of watching. Okay, first, the man's not O.J. Simpson. Let's stop with the helicopters overhead, like following him from airport to Trump Tower down to the courthouse. But also... (laughs) I can't. And in order to watch it, you know, maybe years ago you could have gotten most of your news from Twitter and it wouldn't have been as annoying. But like we can't do that anymore, really. So I did have on cable news and I can't with the I don't know. It's like it's like these old Trump people. They think they've been deloused or something. They're like, (laughs) see, we're clean. All right. For three months, we said he was a bad guy and that he was going to get in trouble and that he would deserve it. But now he's not in trouble. And he's actually got a little bit of momentum prior to the terrible speech he gave. But he's got a little bit of momentum. So we're going to calibrate what we say tonight between 6 and 8 p.m. when everybody's watching. And it is repulsive that these people fine with the Muslim ban, fine with every terrible thing he did. Then he leaves and they're like, I don't know, maybe he was morally bankrupt. And mm-hmm. so I found it all just, uh, it was all just a hair too far on all sides yesterday. <laughs> just the punditry cringe was very yeah. strong, where it just felt like I was watching a bunch of people audition to be included in clips of historical totally. events. of roundups. God, guys, come on. Other things are happening. And I get that this gets eyeballs. I get that people cannot stop either hate watching or love watching Donald Trump. I get that. But it's also like it's overkill. And I feel like this is the Mm. mistake that the media made in the run up to 2016. And we've learned zero lessons, zero lessons. Drop everything for every time Donald Trump takes a giant crap in a gold toilet and has to flush it 10 or 11 times. Like, we we don't need to, I mean, that's a, remember when he said that? Yes. That toilets were much. weak and you have to flush them 10 flush or 11 multiple times. multiple times. That's what happens when all you eat is well-done steak. You just, anyway. Um, you think it would have the reverse effect, but we can get into that another time. Yeah, we don't, I don't think he eats any leaves or vegetables, <laughs> no. so. Um, but the, I, the thing is, like, the wall-to-wall coverage of something that is historically significant but on a practical level has very little uh, effect and impact on people's day-to-day lives. You know, the, mayor ra- the mayoral race in Chicago, yes, it's a local concern, but it has a direct impact on the lives of everyone in the Chicago metro area, everybody who goes through Chicago. You know, it's it's a really important thing that the Wisconsin State Supreme Court race— Boring, right? Not boring. Really important. Impacts a ton of people's lives. Donald Trump perp walking to the Manhattan district attorney, you know, to the courthouse or whatever is, you know, important, but not the only story. And that is kind of that that's kind of what bugged me. Well, and it's like the other thing I can't stand. It's like, look, if you want to get like a forensic profiler or someone on television or a body language expert who can be like, here's what I read from his body language. That's fine. If you're a political reporter, I'm not interested in you saying that Donald Trump looks sad. Like, stick to what it means. But I don't need all of the uh, flowery nonsense, especially when like tornadoes are ripping through the Midwest, some of the mm-hmm. worst that we've ever seen. Um, like you said, there's just there's so many like really yeah, Ron DeSantis bad things. Quiet, yeah. Ron DeSantis quietly signing a law that allows people to right. carry concealed weapons throughout the state of Florida with no permit whatsoever. Um, all right. Is it open carry? 
You can just wear your... Actually, you know what? I think open carry to me feels more honest. Because if I see someone with a gun out, I'm like, mm, not going to go over there. But concealed carry right. is a little bit more. But anyway, totally re- regardless, there are, there are really more... There are a lot more impactful things in the lives on a practical level of of way more people than Donald Trump being arrested. Especially because he can still run for president, and this is probably helping him. <laughs> yeah, like, it absolutely His numbers is. have gone up. His numbers have gone is. up. He can't get a platform because he's been deplatformed everywhere. But now, I mean, Aaron, I was shooketh, as Caroline would say, when I watched him on like CNN, like they were carrying his speech last night. And I was like, oh my God, he's fucking back. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I have certainly not missed him at all. Yeah, I don't miss him either. And I um, I just, I don't want us to just like fall for this over I, I, us. I say like the national media and the national conversation. It shouldn't just be about him. Like he doesn't have any plans and he's an inept leader and he's a crooked businessman. And that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about him. And has been. And has always been. That's his entire career. I can't believe the guy didn't have a criminal record until he just, he's like never, he's never like been charged with any. It's like so crazy. No. Well, New York's a different place now. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Giuliani cleaned that place up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, um, <laughs> so Adam Schiff is running for Senate in California, right? Yes. And uh, a, a stacked field, to be honest. Barbara Lee, Katie Porter, Adam Schiff, all three very qualified politicians. Um, I think listeners to this show know that we're more on Team Lee and uh, and Porter than Schiff. But let's yeah. see what he's got. Let's see but what he's, he's great got. too. Yeah, it's he's just great personal too. preference at this point. Personal it's an embarrassment preference. of riches. Exactly. We've got a stacked bench here in California, and for that, I am grateful. Um, but there is going to be a little bit of a dogfight to take over Schiff's uh, congressional seat, and one of the people entering it is uh, Ben Savage, apparently from Boy Meets World. Which is, what do you think, Aaron? Why? And again, Caroline, we know that you're for this. Um, <laughs> but this feels like a uh, a why. And when asked why he's running, the answers really go to why. He's like, um, because I've been a union employee. I have worked with people. <laughs> like, it's like, there's hmm. really not a lot. I mean, I would be more compelled if he were like, uh, my brother was in a movie with Candace Cameron and killed her in the 90s. I mean, that's almost more compelling to me at this point <laughs> than um, what was the name of that movie? Oh, you're not talking about literally killing. I was like, she's alive. Oh, no, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. I, I literally <gasps> almost missed a final at the University of Vermont because I was white. I was uh, I was watching it. But oh my like, gosh, this is not he compared himself to Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's like celebrities run for office and look, Mm -hmm. he's running as a Democrat. Great. You know? Okay. But I just, um, I am not, I'm not into this one. I, I feel like we need some policy expertise. The world's in crisis. The country's in crisis. I think I just feel like I want someone a little bit more serious. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see what he's got. You know, there's been some crossover from acting to, uh, successful you know al franken was a great senator i would say yeah um and he, yeah. he started out he being in entertainment different. <laughs> i think yeah he's built a little bit different um i you know here's the thing i think that there's a point in f- fame 
where whatever side of the fence you're on, like if you're politically famous, you want to be like movie star famous. And if you're movie star famous, you want to feel important like yeah. a politician. And eventually they just kind of like, they're so into one type of fame that they're like, I think the other one would be great. Let's just and it's dip like, our toe in the water. Let's yeah, see what that yeah. one feels it's, like. It's like, no, I just don't. It's oh, like the when, movie was No One Would Tell, by the way. Oh, okay, terrific. good, good. We'll Please. link to that IMDb page Definitely. in our show notes for sure. <laughs> Um, I think that's all we have for news. I mean, things keep happening. There's obviously more news, but that's all we really have time to get deep into. I did want to, like, give a little shout-out. Jacinda Ardern and Sana Marin both ended their tenures at the heads of their respective Baddest countries. bitches. They did. They the were like, leader- I've done. They were so honest about it. They're like, well, I Well, Sana, uh, Sana lost. She lost to a conservative her party lost in Finnish elections. But Jacinda was was like, I can't do I'm this. I'm tired. Thing. I've yeah. done enough. There was another, I wish, I can't remember it now. There was another female leader who also was like, I've done my part and I'm out. And it's like, you know what? In a country where we have people on their 500th term in Congress, it's refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit bummed for Finland because Marin She's was so cool. cool. She's so cool. She was so so cool and seems so fun. And Finland joined NATO and she doesn't get to like, you know, party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that she is at a nightclub, you know, the best nightclub in the world. Yeah. Having having the best Posting it all on social media as she deserves to do. Post it all, please. Um, Okay, cool. Do you have any toasts or roasts this week? No. No, we're like pro-Wisconsin. Cheers to Wisconsin. Cheers, cheers to uh, the Badger State. Really proud of you and the work that everybody there did and the work that you all continue to do because I feel like we are within, I feel like we were within years, a couple years of Michigan-ing Wisconsin. Yeah, totally agree. We're close. And you know what? If there are two people who are going to try to help, it's us. Yeah. We love Wisconsin. Both love Wisconsin. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more of our pals joining us, and we are going to talk about the fraught world of hosting parties. <laughs> Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Tired of boring workout gear? Check out Viore. Viore's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside the gym, whether you're running, training, or even just Lying on your couch, enjoying the fact that your two-year-old child is leaving you alone for five blessed minutes. I love that for Viore. You know what? That seems like a real perk of Viore. (laughs) It is. It's perfect. It's cut perfectly for lying down and just savoring a moment to be left alone. It's great. (laughs) Five stars. No comment. 100% great. That's the type. That's my favorite sport. The new, the women's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own. Grab one of these new colors before they sell out and check out the women's daily legging, which features a high waist drawstring tie and upgraded no slip fit. All things that are absolutely essential in a legging. Essential. Uh, I love these leggings. They are, because you know, like not everybody's the same, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, I need a little bit more room around my booty. So I size up a little bit, but then it's, it's usually too big in my waist. And so now I just just pull that drawstring. 
And I don't show show any crack when I bend over. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See, you have your baby and I have my butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) For guys, there's the men's core short, the most comfy lined athletic short out there, and the men's Sunday performance jogger. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, my brother, who I have given Viore performance gear to. Won an ultra marathon over the holidays. I saw that. That is so incredible. He ran 80 miles in the freezing cold. I don't think he was wearing his Viore core shorts because that would be dangerous. Dangerous. But, but he he loves wearing them to train, and uh, I'm so proud of him. I'm so pr- Viore played a role in his ultra marathon win. <laughs> Uh, plus, Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint and reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 onwards. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discuss Cover the versatility of Viore clothing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. Alyssa is still here with me, and I'm going to bring in the other two panelists. We're physically in studio today, and it feels strange. Like, it's great. It's like seeing no, I love celebrities. It. I mean, it's like seeing. You I mean, one really, of us is a celebrity. No, no. One of us is on buses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> we have a rule at Hysteria that one person has to be on the side of a bus at all times. Yeah, and bus it, face. It rotates. Face. Yeah, you're you're the current <laughs> bus face. And we'll, yeah, we'll see who whose face is on a bus next. The voices you're hearing uh, are our panelists. You can catch our first panelist in How I Met Your Father. The second half of season two is coming out on Hulu on May 23rd. Tan Tran. Hello. So good to see you. It's so good to see you too. It's like, it's weird to see like the human form of your face. Screen people, but like real people. But real. Yeah. It's lovely. Well, you all look wonderful on camera and also great in person. It's like Zoom, but like James Cameron avatar 3D Zoom. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking We're all in uh, mocap right now. (laughs) We are. And we're talking in uh, papyrus font. So when, as you're listening to this, please remember that the font is papyrus. Our uh, final panelist hosts the history podcast Noble Blood, diving into a different dramatic story about royalty every week. 
week. She also writes books that a lot of people read. Dana Schwartz, welcome to Hysteria. Thank you for having me in person. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good to see you. Everything going good with you? Yeah, really. I got back from book tour. I had a book come out in in February, and that was very tiring. I told myself, like, oh, you just have to do, like, one event a day. I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to read so many books, like, do so much work. (laughs) I did absolutely nothing. Uh It was a lot of traveling, and then I came home and, like, napped for a week. It's really – the times that I've, like, toured with PSA and Love It or Leave It, it has been the same deal. I've been like, I'm just – I don't have to do anything. It's sound checks at 4 p.m. What am I going to do all day? And (laughs) what I'm going to do all day is, like, lay on the hotel bed and be, like, gathering my strength to, like, go out (laughs) in public. Um, Alyssa, you had a big week this week, too. I want to hear all about what's going down in Alyssa land because you've got an announcement and and a recommendation for something all of our listeners should I watch. I do, but mostly I'm trying to just deal with my FOMO. I'm going to need like loads of Xanax when everyone goes in studio. This is terrible. Uh, for <laughs> oh, me. No, for no. me. It's great for you. It's terrible for me. Um, my week, you guys, our documentary, Pretty Baby Brooke Shields, <gasps> dropped on Hulu this week. Please, <sighs> please watch it. It is disturbing but awesome. Uh, Brooke Shields is exactly the person that you hope she is, um, despite all of the things that, like, she endured growing up. Um, The thing that's amazing about it is that I think so many of us, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, my God, I remember it. And then you'll be like, I don't remember it that way. Um, It's like, oh, she dated Michael Jackson. But, oh, not really. He made it up and tried to exploit her. And, um, yeah, there are so many moments. uh, The... It's funny because when we were filming, uh, one of the things I said to Brooke Shields, I'm like, do you know what I remember about your Calvin Klein jeans? And she's like, what? I'm like, my ma told me I didn't have a butt for your Calvin Klein jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and I still don't. And so anyway, it is uh, it's on Hulu. It's streaming. Please check it out. It's two one hour episodes. And uh, I personally want to break Hulu. So please do it. (laughs) Wait, so it's been received pretty well. We are a New York Times critics pick. We have woo, been woo. celebrated. We were at Sundance back in January, which was, uh, it was like, I mean, you know, Aaron knows me well enough to know festivals and weird things like that are not really my jam, but it was uh, it was really wonderful, if nothing else, to see Brooke Shields get the uh, standing ovation that she has so long deserved uh, for everything that she's done. So, yeah, check it. Check it out. We uh, It's interesting to see sort of the young TikTokers take to it and be like, hey, this shit's fucked up. And it's like, yes, yes, this has all been going on for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like right now we're kind of in a we're in a news cycle where it's like, that was fucked up. Yeah. And it's stuff that we like all remember living through. And it's like, yeah, it was. It was even fucked up at the time. Um, but yeah, Brooke Shields as a sort of avatar of the ways that American culture exploits and harms the feminine is like a super interesting way to kind of go into thinking about the ways in which the 80s and 90s and 2000s and current day. Today. Yeah. <laughs> there are specific headlines from tabloids that I read when I was a teenager that I still remember, like calling celebrities fat, that in my head I was like, oh, I better not look like that mm-hmm. or else people will make fun of me in print. Right. Like to this day when I was like, you know, whatever. The, the culture is awful and continues to be awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, fact that, the fact that Brooke Shields came through all of that and is still, like, cool is like, oh, my God, that would destroy most people. Like, and she survived. It's pretty, pretty impressive. And I'm going to be watching it this Yay, afternoon. Yay, thank you. 
I am so excited. I wish I could have come to the premiere. I know. Melissa invited me. Of course. And I wanted Obviously. to. But, but I had listen, a conflict. Enjoy it. Enjoy it in the privacy of your own home. As so many else oh, can do. Oh, I can't do. wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of me enjoying things in the privacy of my own home, we're going to talk about something that gives me a ton of anxiety and a lot of people a ton of anxiety. Hosting parties. It also gives people a lot of energy. I think that's like what it is to be an introvert versus like an extrovert. Um, Dana, are you good at having people over? So I married a hoster. Mm-hmm. My husband. Yes, you sure did. I yeah. did. My husband loves having people over. His love language is like, I'm going to grill a bunch of food and like have way too much food and make a cheese plate and have a bunch of people over. And I, I'm like an indoor cat. I like don't like leaving my house. So on on one hand, I'm like, Oh, I like having people over because I don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have learned to enjoy hosting, but I, I get burned out and I'm definitely not as energized by it as my husband is. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tian? I love hosting. You do? Oh, yeah. I like, I, I used to throw a very big birthday party for myself and had like tons of people over in our backyard and would grill like ribs, chicken wings, kebabs, burgers, just like go crazy. Um, Now in this time, I feel like I'm starting to, my partner and I are like starting to have people over again. Like it's my favorite. (laughs) I love inviting people over, especially for like maybe non-events, like not a birthday or a holiday, but more like come over and watch this like women's basketball game and we'll have a ton of wings and a ton of vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's not a great menu, but. <laughs> wings and vegetables. <laughs> Crudite. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I would eat that. I love no, it. It was great. It was a great spread. <laughs> good. Good. Um, so, Alyssa, how about you? Are you a hoster? Um, am I good at hosting? Yes. Do I enjoy it? No. Not remotely. I hate it. If asked, I will do it. But like, I'm too, I'm too intense. You know what I mean? It's like, I make things Mm -hmm. so much harder for myself than they have to be. It's like, no, you don't need three different kinds of flowers. No, you don't need seven different kinds of cheese and appetizers. It's like, you can just do it simply, but I'm not good at that. And so uh, I keep my entertaining to a minimum. So your gift is your curse. Yes, like that's exactly Spider-Man. right. Is it Spider Man who's giving yes, yes. most, most most of them actually? Most of them, yeah. I think. Yeah. They all have curse, cursed Cur- gifts. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah. that sounds like a really good like YA book series. Cursed, cursed gifts. <laughs> I would what I would note that if I saw it in yeah. the store, I'd be like, "That's a book I'm not going to read." <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because like I'm not my husband. I married a hoster as well, like yeah. you, Dana. And uh, my husband loves having people over and like making buy like he'll go to the store and make it like a half day excursion where he's like, we need this and this and this. He loves cooking like Korean food for people. And so there's like um, there's like a great K-Town in in L.A. There's like so many great Korean grocery stores Mm -hmm. and you can just basically get like all the banchan and get like the pre-marinated meats and he'll make like sauces and it's really fun. But like it also is like at the end of it, there's I can just picture the kitchen being a disaster zone at the end. Like, everybody's gone, and it's just you and your dishes. And that is the part of hosting that, like, really bumps me Can up. I tell you my little post-hosting secret for cleanup? What? Throw the dishes away. No. God, no. <laughs> um, so we do, like, dinner parties a lot, because he lo- Ian loves to, to cook. Um, and then I make a playlist of musical theater songs that I like to sing. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's about 10 songs. And we just—this is true— you play the musical theater playlist, you sing out loud while you're cleaning, and by the time 
you're done with the playlist. The kitchen is clean. It works every See, time. See, what is track one? See, that sounds one like One day a... more, I think. Okay. Because Ian and I can both do the parts. He's not a musical theater person, but he's learned these songs because they're on the playlist. I feel that would make me feel like punishment. <laughs> if I was like, one day more. You're already enjoying yourself, though. You're right. She's, yeah, got a big smile on her face. Everything's going you great. You can't not have fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't, Alyssa, I don't know. Do you feel the same way about the post-party cleanup? No, Does it bum you no, out? No, so here's actually the thing. When I'm going to, well, yes, it bums me out when it's at my house. Um, but when I'm going to a party, you know how everyone's always like, can I bring something? Look, everyone's getting all the wine and flowers that they need. I'm like, listen, I'll be on cleanup committee. And so then when oh, everyone starts oh. to go, I'm like, let's go. And to me, that is like the nicest contribution because you're done so much faster. So that is my – so knowing how much I hate it, that is what I like to offer to people when I go to their house instead. Oh, that's nice. That That's a good way to go about it. Uh, what's the last, like, great party that you hosted, Tian? Like, besides the, the – you have the women's basketball Yes, women. I mean, I just had I had just had people over to watch March Madness, the final the final game this past Sunday, and it was I thought it was a great party. Small numbers, small manageable numbers. Mm-hmm. Six people only. You know, I think like anything below ten feels good right now. And we had wings. We had someone brought a cheese dip that was absolutely delicious that I'd never had before with like preserved lemons and pickled onions on it. Oh, like a fancy Yeah, cheese. yeah, like a fa- like a fancy cheese dip. Okay. Like yeah. an Amy, Amy Sedaris recipe. Yes, type. like an a- yes, a very fancy cheese dip and the game was great. And it was nice and everyone left and it felt, you know, like it was just like a perfect and everyone left right after the game. Nobody lingered. I love a party with an activity. Yeah, yeah. We're all here to watch the game. We're watching There's the thing. There's a secondary thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the game ends and no one's hanging out afterwards. Mm-hmm. I wonder, was there another really great host at your party? And as she left the room, were you, like, pointing at your ring finger? Like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Hell yeah. <laughs> Best party ever. <laughs> Angel Reese. I love her. Um, Dana, how about, how about you? What's, like, the last great party that you hosted? I guess it wasn't, it was for me, but my 30th birthday we did in my backyard. Okay. And that was really nice. It was, I do this like history podcast. So my best friend and my husband sort of did a like Marie Antoinette themed, like a big elaborate dessert table with like all my favorite LA desserts. Oh, wow. And a big charcuterie table. That's so sweet. It was really sweet. And um, it was like a little chilly. So they like got heat lamps too. They like really went went out to make it a nice party. But I am, I mean, knock wood. Uh, it is about to be Passover, and so I'm going to be hosting my first ever Seder tomorrow. <gasps> Huge. I'm picking up a brisket after this. I've never made a brisket before. Okay. I don't, we'll see. You're going to be great. You'll, yeah? You're going to do great. I feel like a brisket is one of those things that if you just follow the directions. Yes. That my mom said you can't ruin you a brisket. You cannot ruin a brisket. Yeah. I, she meant famous, that. Yeah. Oh, man. Famous last words. Speaking of, speaking of ruining things, Alyssa, you said you're really good at throwing parties. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're, it is your gift and your curse. Um, have you ever had one just go bust? No. And do you remember, like, what happened? No. No. <laughs> no. Not she a said she's good one. at it. No. <laughs> they don't go Well, I know, bust. but, like, sometimes, huh. They, Interesting. But let's be clear. Well, the parties I have thrown in the past five years were all for my niece's birthday. <laughs> so, okay, me, sure. first year was pineapple-themed. Every year since it's been Peppa Pig, I'm, like, on the Peppa Pig <laughs> theme, so it's fine. Um but my my neighbors and my my friends up here always they love parties and so I help co-host and it's like you just there are too many type A people 
for things to like go wrong. Everything's planned way in advance. Even even our holiday cookie party was like very laid out. And afterwards, we have like an after action. We're like, okay, next year for cookie party, we're going to pre-bake the cookies. <laughs> we're going to pre-bake the cookies and we're going to pre-mix the frosting. And that way people can have more champagne and decorate more cookies. So, um, but no, I don't actually recall one ever going tits up on me. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's good. I I like I, it causes me so much anxiety to plan a party because it just feels like too much pressure. I just like get immediately nervous that like people won't come. Um, we we had to plan a first birthday party for my daughter, mm-hmm. and that was like we did it in tandem with uh, another family with a daughter around the same age as as ours, and it was like, I mean, my husband did a ton of work and so did the other family but I still was like so stressed out I was so stressed out by it and like we only we had in like a park it was low key and I just was like ah, like the whole day I was like completely on edge and I feel like maybe I should be medicated <laughs> for whatever is causing me that stress <laughs> but it was so stressful and like I'm always like noticing things that are like not perfect and I'm like the people are having a bad time because this thing isn't perfect <laughs> like oh I didn't get enough cheese like or they didn't eat any of this one dessert that I put out or like oh I screwed up like I screwed it's like this weird like I don't like I don't really like doing it because I, you you feel re- when you're hosting the party you feel responsible for everyone having a good time which is an impossible situation. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, no, it's it's a totally impo- unless you're literally like lacing people's beverages with some sort of like <laughs> delightful hallucinogen. You can't really like control whether people have a good time or a bad. I mean, you can have make them have a bad time, but it's like kind of hard to control. I mean, sometimes they're just variables, you know, and it's it's kind of hard to control. Have you ever been to a party that you were like this is very bad? Oh yeah. Like what happened? I um I was actually talking to my wife about this last night when we were talking about parties and like I've been to many an academic dinner. She used to be in academia. Oh, those are the, I'm oh. sorry. Those they are, the are worst no no no. Parties. They are but I'm telling I've been to many an academic dinner that is like great and fun and everyone is lovely. We went to one dinner with like some that was hosted by one of her like senior faculty members. This woman was maybe the most unpleasant woman I've ever <laughs> interacted with. And I had, like, just started doing comedy more seriously. So already when, like, when when my wife introduced me and, like, I said what I did, she was kind of like, that's cute. Oh. You know, like a, a, a professor telling, like, I was just the clown at the party. <laughs> oh, no. And, and so we're like... <laughs> That's that's how it was started. It was like a dinner party with like several couples. We walk over to the table and I'm sorry, but I think this should be illegal, but you should not be able to assign people seats for a dinner party if you don't know them. I think you should just let people sit okay where they sh- like where they want to sit. So I was sat away from my partner at the other end of the table, which was already bizarre. And she got drunk off of like two bottles of wine and in the middle of the party started or at, in the middle of the dinner started shouting what is white privilege <laughs> banging the table what is white privilege and this is the host of the this party this is the host of the party oh no and everyone was just like who's going to tell her <laughs> oh my god oh my god and then the party well that somehow i can't rem- i think i was in shock i don't remember how we i think it was left unanswered cuz we were all like how are you? <laughs> this. Whatever this is, this is white privilege. Um, and, and she, <laughs> oh, she man. Uh, then at the end, 
as we were saying goodbye, she grabbed my partner's wrist and my wrist, not hand, both of our wrists at the same time, and said, I wish you well. Uh, like Gwyneth Paltrow? Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hex. Like, oh my, like she oh put a little God. hex on us. And that and was the last time you hung out with Barry Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, we didn't sleep for like, we stayed up all night just like talking about how insane that dinner party was. <laughs> Oh, my God. Alyssa, I feel like you've spent time in D.C., a place that you don't necessarily gel with, no. um, around a culture of people having parties left and right as a sort of way to swing their social dicks around. Um, can you describe any, like, memorably bad parties oh, in God, D.C.? Oh, God, all of them. All of them, you guys. They were all terrible. <laughs> There's a reason I'll never go back. Um, do you know what my favorite thing is when you're hosting, not me, but when you attend a party that someone's clearly hosted and invited you to, and they're like, I'm sorry, what's your name? It's like, I oh, have oh. met you. And also, how on earth am I going to relax for the next two hours of this jail sentence um, to now that you've been like, <laughs> oh, Oh, hi. Like, I also oh. am a big fan of, like, whenever I'm hosting. Like, and also, I actually prefer, like, when I worked at Lifetime, we would host these, like, women's dinner, like, these dinners, you know, when shows were coming out. That's how we met. Yes. That's how Alyssa yes. and I met in person oh for the first yes. time. Yes, and we would, like, have these. And they were fun. And and the people who come up and are like, I'm sorry. How do I know you? Do I? Have we met? Guess what? When we went to those dinners, a lot of times, we would make sure to tell people who was coming. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. like, everyone can, oh, you know what? That name is familiar. Let me look them up, you know, because I'm sure I've met them before. But, no, in, in general, D.C. dinner parties were an absolute rotating nightmare for me because I tried to keep myself kind of under the radar the whole time I was in D.C. because, I mean, the whole point of being a public servant is not being famous – but if you weren't on the Sunday shows, people would be like, I'm sorry. What do you do again? Oh. And oh, when I left the, when I left DC and my husband was very resistant to move. Um, but when he saw it, it was like the minute that I left the White House, people would be like, When's the last time you were back? When's the last time you talked to POTUS? <sighs> and I was like, I can't live here anymore. I want to be anonymous someplace. I don't want anyone to know what I've ever done in my life. And that was it. But most of the DC bad dinner parties were just super pretentious and not about people having a good time, but about like, I don't know, like talking about how important you are to something. And like, that's not my vibe ever. So I'm just like, You guys enjoy yourselves. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm going to have two glasses of wine. And uh, there wasn't even really Uber back then. So I would just walk oh. out to a corner and try to get oh, a cab no. home. It's oh, the most no. undignified thing in the world. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> DC, not a place with famously no. friendly no. cab waiting weather. No. It's like balls cold or swamp Or swamp hot. ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you talking about the bad DC parties, Alyssa, mm -hmm. reminded me of I did go to one memorably bad party. And I'm not just talking about a bad party where I'm like, ooh, there are people doing drugs that are way too advanced <laughs> for me here and I gotta I gotta get out of here. Like, um, because I've been to a handful of those and they were like you know, like a harrowing party. Yes, yes. Where you're just like, whoa, like this isn't just people doing like bumps in the bathroom. Yeah. This is like, no, uh uh. I'm getting out of <laughs> I don't here. even know what that um, is. Oh. I have never been. I sing musical theater while I do the dishes. I've never been to a harrowing party. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I was a, worked at Gawker Media during the height oh, of its Oh, you know, it's a powers. good point. And good so, point. Yeah. So there was at one one guy who 
I think has has since become sober, who would show up to parties. He was like an emeritus employee, but everybody knew him. And he would show up to parties and he was just like the drugs fairy. He was just like, here I am with the drugs. Oh, and like, no. it would just be bags of different drugs. And people would just be like, okay, hand me some drugs. And they would just do whatever. It was like, insane like absolutely bonkers like right now in the in the era of fentanyl like be- the stupid 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 behavior even without the possibility of just dropping dead anyway it was a it was a, a wacky time um but uh, i went to a party that was truly bad and it was bad in the like dc power broker women's dinner who's here who are you like that kind of a thing and i'm going to name drop because i don't like this Do person I can't wait. You're I'm ready. Campbell, Campbell Brown. So mean. Campbell Brown. I hate her. <laughs> I don't wait. Campbell Brown was a honcho at Facebook for a while and was um, sort of like trying to amass like Sheryl Sandberg-y, lean-in type feminism, right? Okay. And she and somebody else, she and Sheryl threw a party together for like, and it was scheduled for like they invited a bunch of like female. It was for Cheryl's luminary. It was for Cheryl's book. It was for Cheryl's book, and it came out. Uh, it was like not lean. No, it was it the, was other, the one. other. It was the other one. Were you there? No, but I remember you telling me Did this you get, story. Oh my god! Okay. The other. I like that. That's the name of her book. Yeah, the other. The, the other, other one. one. Lean Cheryl. in. All, <laughs> lean in again. Lean or, in further. Yeah. <laughs> Fall over. <laughs> Fall, over. <laughs> Fall right down. Um, but it was, and that actually would have been an appropriate title of the book because it was like the the party was scheduled, and we all RSVP'd like in the weeks running up to the 2016 election. So it was like come to this this like luncheon book luncheon and meet and greet and with and it was like all of these pe- I mean all of these people who are still working in media who are like you know I think Rebecca Traster was there yeah. like we just talked about her abortion uh wins election story earlier in news so she was it was like that type of person sure um I think Tracy Egan Morrissey was there there was just like you know that crew yes. right Dana, Dana you know they, I know that crew yeah they sound um, scary they're <laughs> They mixed bag. Okay. <laughs> um, Rebecca is very nice. Okay. Um, anyway, so we went to this, you know, this luncheon and there were like, you know, hors d'oeuvres and, and like power suits and but the luncheon was like right after the election. Right after. <laughs> oh my and so everyone there was just like Who didn't lean in hard enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it was like it was like nobody was having nobody was happy. It had the feeling of like awake kind yes. of. But it clearly had been planned with the intention, like, now we've got a woman president and like oh we're gonna do God. this. And it was clear that I think that like Cheryl Sandberg and maybe Campbell Brown were both hoping to have some sort of a role in like a future, like, you know, the inner circles of, you know, Clintonia or whatever. And it was just, like, weird. It was weird. Also, the apartment was Campbell's apartment, and it was a— it was one of those things where you went, and all the furniture was white, all the carpets were white, and she had two kids, which means she's got, like, a very probably over— you know, people whose job it is to keep everything— White. white yeah. And it was like Florida-ceiling Tribeca loft. Oh, like, I would have snooped around. Yeah, yeah. it was— I mean, but, she rents those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does <laughs> rent those kids. It was like—and and look, maybe she is a lovely person. Alyssa, it feels good that you're backing me up. But I just remember the whole thing felt very, like, power brokery. But then, like, their, their original plan had to get sidetracked because it wasn't, like, a celebration luncheon. It was sad. And then they did, like, a Q&A, and everybody was mad. And we, like, left, like, wine drunk in the middle of the day, just, like, pissed. 
And that this feels like an episode of The Morning Show. Like, <laughs> seriously. It's, like, so messed up. It seriously was very weird. And, like, the group that was there, like, you would see people and it was like, how are you doing? <laughs> like, how are you? Oh. How are you? Are you okay? Are you holding up? Are you okay? And it was just, like, just not. I mean, those those things are at best they're tolerable in happy circumstances. But in, like, sad circumstances, you're like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? I hate this. So, yeah, that was a bad party. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Dana, have you been to, like, a bad party? The thing is, I'm just, like, a bad sport where if I'm at a bad party, I'll leave. Same. <laughs> I leave oh, parties very early. Yes, you do. Yeah. I, you, I, are, I, you are the most Irish goodbye person, I think. I, I have no tolerance. I mean, I, I know I'm a like, very introverted person, have like some social anxiety that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But in general, I just, I have no tolerance for a bad party. I like like, I will stay an hour if I don't want to be there, and I will leave. <laughs> You've left I want good that, parties. I want I've that. left good parties because also then I'm like, well, this is – I don't want – I don't want – I've done it. I think people who are anxious will understand. At good parties, you're like, oh, I've nailed it. And you mm-hmm. want to leave before you mess up and people don't like you anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. Okay, batting a thousand, I'm out. Oh my God. Okay. That I, – I like – Wow. I, I relate to that yeah. pretty hard, Dana, as somebody who is like a – Man, when I tell people I'm an introvert. They're like, "No, you're not. No, you're not. You're good at talking." It's like, no, Doesn't it matter. drains my yeah. life yeah, force. Yeah, and then I have to go home and like lie flat on my back and just like recharge without anybody bugging me. It's yeah. Can I tell you my favorite Irish goodbye story though? Yes, because it was at our my our own house. My my husband Ian and I had you just left your own. House. No, no, no. This oh, is okay. the one time. I was time hoping that that would be. <laughs> I stayed at a hotel. I did. I had to go. My we had just gotten engaged, and it was our engagement party, and we were doing it in our backyard. And I it, was there. It was a great party. It was I, great. I mean, and not to. It was a good party. Yeah. Um. It, there was a bonfire going in our backyard. Um. A responsible bonfire. And towards the end of the night, Ian got. The drunkest I have ever seen him in my entire life. Um, we have this bonfire going. People are leaving. It's like the end of the night. It's like 2 in the morning, whatever. Ian, possibly blackout drunk, starts putting more wood in the fire. Incredible. And I go, baby, I think, I think there's enough wood in the fire. People are leaving. And he goes, I got it. And keeps putting wood in the fire, goes inside, and passes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I, got, I like, you know, put out the fire and like after everyone leaves and I walk in, every light in our house is on. Ian is passed out on our bed with both cats just looking at him and looking at me. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> he oh, just thought like, well, if I'm leaving, I better provide yeah, yeah. for the fire. <laughs> See, he's always hosting. Yeah. He's always, always hosting. hosting. He hosted that fire. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, okay, so we're running out of time to have this conversation. It's so nice to be back in studio, even though Alyssa's on a, a square over there. It feels like you're here in spirit. Thanks. I can feel your I can feel your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to end this conversation by talking about what you show up to a party with. Like, what is your like, what are your rules around like a host gift? So I I'm Ian and I don't really drink. I don't drink kind of at all. And so we have a lot of wine at our house. And so every time we throw a party, we're like, oh, great. We'll go through some of this wine. Mm-hmm. But people bring, bring wine and we yeah. end up with more wine. <laughs> every time it's a net gain of like like plus two bottles of wine. I bake a lot and I will go to a party if it's like at someone's house or a dinner party. My move is to to bring dessert and to bring it on a 
like cardboard things. There's no dishes necessary. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'm on dessert and I'll bring it and hopefully make it easier for the host. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, how about you? What do you bring? Well, Dana, to piggyback on that, oftentimes I will bring thumbprints made with my own jam and then a jar of jam to go with it. <laughs> oh. An amazing host. Okay, or, but if not, just gift. any sort of like go someplace really nice and get, you know, a cup like a pound or two of cookies. And because then they can enjoy them later too. If they like they yeah. like that's the thing. If you bring something and it's not like part of the meal or they already have dessert, then like what do they do with it? So I feel like they can put them in a Tupperware and it'll be fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Enjoy it later exactly. and think about you and your delicious jam. Jen, how about you? Damn, I'm the wine person. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go to a nice wine store and just pick up some wine. It's a classic for I a reason. I know, but I see I see now the error in my ways maybe a little but bit. But people aren't – I just don't, don't no, drink wine. No, but I wine, get it too. People do drink wine. Yeah, and I and Tian, I, I, I get again to preserve. I love when people bring me wine for what it's worth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll stick too. with the wine. Because I, I don't do need too. cookies. <laughs> you can make as many as you want I could say like I I appreciate any host gift and I usually tend to just like bring a bottle of wine Um, if it's like an event I'll bring like a card commemorating like Mm. the event Um, but here's something that I try not to do um, or here's like a rule I think if you're going to bring flowers as a host gift which is always nice you need to put the flowers in a vase yes because otherwise that is more a work. chore. You're creating oh, a, ho- a, ho- a host chore. So put the flowers in it. Bring it in a vase already. Or like, hey, do you have a vase? Like, And then get it all set up so that they don't have to do anything. Do you know what I think also a great move that I saw someone else hosting a party do that I loved? They had disposable Tupperware ready to go at the end of the party oh, for people to take yeah. home leftovers. That's great. Wow. I, I think this that's, is like your that's... mileage may vary. depends on your friends. Mm-hmm. But for us— it was a great move. Yeah. Okay. So that's make smart. them a pl- make them a plate. Make them a plate, but like you know, cheap. Dis- you get like bulk disposable Tupperware, uh-huh. okay. and everyone's just ready to go. That is a great tip. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for parties. We get 40 minutes for parties, and then we have to move on to more <laughs> serious things. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, Sanity Corner slash I feel petty. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com enjoy your edible <laughs> legal disclaimer paid for by vote save america votesaveamerica.com not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee and welcome back we've got no announcements for the class yet we've announced everything that needs to be announced and so we're going to just get right into sanity corner slash i feel petty and i will kick it off since none of you assholes are prepared. No, I'm just kidding. I was. Everybody else has. Uh, Alyssa's prepared. Yeah, I was too. Dana was the I asshole was who wasn't I'm prepared. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I just wanted to see what would happen if I just threw a bomb. Like, Ooh, what's going to happen? We defend ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, lesson learned. Um, okay, so here's my sanity corner slash I, slash I feel petty. I feel petty this week. I feel petty about travel sizes. So, you know, you go into like a, a store, a drug store, and there's like a wall of travel sizes or a Target. There's like a big area where it's like, oh, yeah, you can, here's a little shampoo, deodorant, whatever. Um, there are some products that you kind of encounter and you realize, oh, the people behind buying these products, making sure, like stocking these shelves are not people that have children or that even think <laughs> um. about what it what think about children right mm -hmm. so like i was just at a target in uh in palm springs and not to not to brag um i was just in a target in palm springs and i was with my sister-in-law she needed a travel size thing for kids and they just don't have like kids travel size stuff so it's like are you just supposed to not fly with them on an airplane? Like, are you supposed to take the kids' product and put it in a smaller container? As someone who's not a parent, and I'm so sorry, like, what, what kids' products? Do so, you like, need? mouthwash or, like, toothpaste or, like, uh, some things that would be more, like, detangler. Like, uh, like kid hair kid is stuff, just, like, okay. completely, like, a rat's nest if it doesn't have detangler sprayed on it. And so it was just like, oh, you just have to buy regular size products when you arrive at your destination and then throw them out before you get on the airplane. Unless you can find some kind of like crazy Shangri-La that has all the, the all these things made in. So I feel like people that are stocking stores should make sure that there are adequate travel sizes for kids because like kids have to go on airplanes too. Are they making travel size things for like are those they, companies making I them? believe they exist. Okay. But okay. like in order for me to access them, they yeah. would need to be put into a store for I I feel like you could market like Parent to go kits, yeah, and people like parent travel kits, and people would want that. Uh, yeah, people would. Oh, did we just start a business? We yeah. did just a start small a business. business. Yes, did we just start a women small, in STEM? Women, yeah. Women in, yeah, as a small business owner, I think this is a great idea. Um, okay, uh, and also if we're a business, then uh, we we can you know get corporate rights for things. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, right. Um, okay, great. 
great, great brainstorming. <laughs> we turned sesh. your petty. We did it into a penny. Oh, oh. okay. I'll leave. I'll leave right now. I'm okay. sorry. No, you have to do yours. <laughs> Tian, are you sanity corner? My or sanity corner. My okay. sanity corner is Angel Reese. I have been absolutely loving following her across her like college career. I-, I loved watching her play basketball. She's an incredible athlete and one of the best basketball players out there right now. Set the record for double doubles. And like also in all of that took the time to like she shouldn't have to, but also had time to like call out racism in like the racist coverage in media. And I'm just like, she's doing it all. She's incredible. She's she shouldn't have to do that because she shouldn't. She should be able to. She's to a basketball. To, she's a basketball player. player. She should just get to be able to play basketball and not have to be like fielding all this bullshit racist criticism and then step out and say something so composed and so wonderful and so inspiring. I love Angel Reese. Yeah. The Bayou Barbie baby. <laughs> she um, moves, and I say this in a in like with great respect, yes. with the speed of like a man. No, I she's mean, so fast. She's so fast. So elegant. So graceful. Like, playing basketball, it's, like, beautiful to watch. I was watching highlights from her throwing passes, and I'm like, that's, like, a baseball pitch speed. Like, she's, <laughs> boom, like, oh, my God. She's she's great. Um, I You know, I got to say, just to tag onto this, the coverage of the trying to make her and Caitlin Clark. Oh, yes, so, so awful. I hate, I hate it. it. No, so. two, no two male players would no. be pitted against each other like that, no. despite the fact that both of them are just, like, we were competing. Yes. They're and, Playing a sport against each other, yes. that is what their job is. Exactly. It's a supercharged environment, and it was, like, mild taunting from both sides. From both sides. Men do that all the fucking time, yes. and nobody says a thing. And I just, I find the framing of it to be... So annoying. sexist. Extremely. <laughs> yeah. So insanely sexist. It's so and sexist. racist. Yeah. It's like, We're not allowed yeah. to be cocky. Excuse me. That's, like, all I have in life. <laughs> Is being and if I was good at a sport, I would be insufferable. Oh my god, could you imagine if you could do what she does? Yeah, I would be inside. I would, I would not even, I would be talking about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I would. She's not talking about it enough. (laughs) She should be cockier. She should be cockier. Everybody should be cockier. I completely, every woman should be cockier. (laughs) Um, Alyssa, sanity corner or I feel petty this week? Oh, sanity corner. You guys, for the first time in. Three years, three years more. Yeah, three years. I went to an indoor concert, and <gasps> you guys, it was heart stopping, earthquake, and it was Bruce Springsteen. And the night before, <laughs> Rebecca Traster had been to the show at Madison Square Garden, and she was like, "Oh my God, we wanted we're gonna go to Barclays because the show is that good." And so I had been exhausted. <laughs> I had not been like enjoying myself. And let me tell you something: watching it was like it's it was one of the concert itself, but also just like real bands that iterate as they age. You know, I mean, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. Clarence Clemens passes away. Well, Jake Clemens, uh, Clarence's nephew, is up on stage. Fucking killing it. Bruce Springsteen making jokes about the Propecia in his hair. But mostly just to see in a world that is so angry, to see a bunch of people, albeit very white crowd, um, just like 
living their best lives and screaming and singing out loud. And it was like real joy. And my best friend uh, since the fourth grade bought me the tickets to surprise me. And that's a she revealed the surprise a couple weeks ago. But it was we went. It was the same night that Pretty Baby dropped on Hulu. She's like, we're going. And her husband, who is one of the best husband rider dies, was like, listen, you two. I'll just get the drinks. And we're like, oh, my God, thank you. So anyway, it was like the most fun. I couldn't. It was like religious. It was like I was at a revival. It was the greatest thing. (laughs) I'm just online now looking for other concerts to go to because like it is what it is at this point. You know, I'm Taylor Swift plays for three hours. That's why. Do you know, I think that Taylor Swift is the modern Bruce Springsteen. I was about to say, she is. we could have this conversation. She is. She is the wow. songwriter. You both are really on poet. brand right yes. now. <laughs> I, I love Taylor. But anyway, uh, no, I love, I love it. Taylor. It was, it was, it was, it was just, it was incredible. And, and years and years ago, I heard this interview that Anthony Mason had done on, on CBS with members of the Grateful Dead with Bob Weir and John Mayer. And they were talking about how it's just so important that the music carries on. It's not necessarily the most important who plays the music. And they were talking about it in reference to John Mayer joining the Grateful Dead. And like to just see all these younger people and these new singers and new people that that Bruce Springsteen had brought into the band since the last time I saw him, it just made me feel alive. So (laughs) (laughs) that was it. I felt alive. Oh, man. That sounds like so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I want to join the church of Springsteen. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, Okay. Dana. Okay. I have a combo petty sanity. Okay. And it's under the umbrella of a trip to Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay. I think people have forgotten basic cart etiquette, which is ro- rules of the yes, road. Yes. You're on the right. You're on the right if you're going and you're on the left, you know, the other, the right, whichever side you are. And if you are leaving your cart to go find an item, put it in an out of the way spot. Yep. Don't clear the way. Just basic, basic cart etiquette. I just think people need a refresher. But the sanity part of this is that Trader Joe's um, just slices of dried mango are delicious. Maybe the best food that's ever been <laughs> <Delicious>. manufactured. <laughs> I don't understand how they do it. I've had dried mango from other grocery stores. It's the Trader Joe's, not the not the, the juicy the, one, not the sweet and juicy one. Mm-hmm. Those have sugar. It's just the regular like slices of dried mango. They're so good. I don't understand. They're like the perfect yeah. texture. The perfect mm-hmm. texture. You're, they're like gummies. Yes, I eat a whole bag, perfect. which you're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to, but that's I do. that's like what? Like a million mangoes? <laughs> it's like so many mangoes. It's like it's so many mangoes yeah. and so much. I like get a sugar rush. Um, but I do because they're so good. And what else? You open the bag and you're like, well, now they're all here. You're like, it's fruit. It's fruit. It's I mangoes. It's fruit. I can keep eating it. Uh, so I had 17 mangoes yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was worth it. And I feel okay about the world. Oh, good, good. Um, let's hope you don't OD on mangoes. You'll be the world's first mango overdose hospitalization. My parties where people are like going crazy and doing too many, too many crazy drugs is too many dried, eating too much dried mango from Trader you're, Joe's. Whoa. You're the mango fairy. <laughs> just showing up with bags, bags of Bags of mangoes. And you've got like street like slang for it. You're calling it being on the mang. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Well, that's a great note to end the show on. This was so fun. I wish it could go on for longer, but it obviously, you know, cannot. We have, we've got lives. We got to go places. We got to go to Trader really? Joe's. We're all dressed. We're like, all dressed. We, we got to go out into the world and be like, I'm Crash ready. a party. Yeah. Show up at a party. 
empty-handed or with flowers <laughs> with no vase in sight and uh, demand to learn about white privilege <laughs> from the attendees. Uh, Tien and Dana, thank you so much for stopping by. Alyssa, thank you for being my ride or die. This was a really fun day, really fun week of news. Listeners, thanks for sticking with us this week and every week. There will be more hysteria for you next week. Hysteria is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Rustin is our senior producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer. And Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. The show is engineered and edited by Jordan Cantor. Thank you to our digital team, Nar Melkonian, Mia Kelman, Milo Kim, and Matt DeGroote. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 